Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Geek Bites here on the Outlaw Nation channel, brought to you by the Geek Buddies. Uh, we are them. I am the Outlaw John Roker, writer, producer, and host here on the Geek Buddies. Hi, I'm Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies. And this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where in 2024, you're going to get to hear me uh, in a project from Realm Media and Blumhouse Television. Nice. Uh, Michael, your, your microphone sounds a little like it's the computer microphone, so just checking in with you on that before. All right, all right. I'm already geek bites. Everybody's going to be mad at me. <laughs> before we start. Um, but uh, gentlemen, I have brought you all together for this particular uh, conversation to talk about the big news, of course, that happened this week. Uh, Jonathan Majors um, convicted of uh, lower degree assault and harassment of uh, Grace Jabari. Uh, and within the hour, or I would say within the hour and a half, um, Marvel made the announcement. Well, not made the announcement, but it was revealed by numerous sources connected to Marvel through Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and other areas that Jonathan Majors is out uh, at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So this is massive news. Um, certainly a lot of us probably anticipated that this was a possibility, but now that it's actually here, there's a lot of questions about where we go next with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, with Kang. Uh, is the Doctor Doom possibility on the horizon? There, certainly, the, the of what I see online, people are very split between the recap, feeling that we hope Grace Jabari is okay, we hope she recovers. We, we're not passing judgment on either thing about the court case. We're dealing with the after effects right now and how that appeals or how that affects the Marvel Universe. So, uh, Michael... Your reaction to all of this, you know, you've been in the halls of power. You've had conversations uh, in the executive suites. What do you think about how this all went down and how quickly Marvel moved to remove Jonathan Majors from the MCU? Um, well, first of all, how's my microphone doing? It sounds great. Okay. Good job. Oh, thanks, buddy. It's really nice of you. Um, well, you know, it reminds me of like, like on a, it reminds me of like what newspapers have to do, like on the night of an election, how they have to write both articles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. oh, 
he's a winner. Oh, he lost. Like, I think Marvel was just like ready. Like they were, it was so fast. It was like, look, if he comes out and he's exonerated, we're coming out with, we have the, we have the press release ready. We are sticking with Kang. We're doing this Oh Nope. He is out. Okay. We are done. This is what it is. Um, and I think along with that, they had both plans ready to go. Like, I think that there was a, if this goes one way, we're going to come out and say, we support the, the, uh, we support how everything rolled out. This is what we're doing. Kang is still staying. Um, and then it went the other way and they're ready to go. I don't quite know what it means. I know that everybody's mm. split and saying some people are like, let's just recast Kang and let's stick with what we've got. And some people are saying, let's go. I know that when we talked about this months ago, yeah. I think I said, um, you know, if you've got a plan, stick with it. Just recast Kang, have another actor come in. We're all going to give it to you. We get what went on. We'll accept a different actor. We'll see where we go. After the Loki season two finale, though, I kind of feel like their options are a little bit more open than they than they were previously. Um, I kind of feel like if they just said within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that the TVA handled their shit and they're keeping an eye on Kang variants and Kang is no longer a threat and we just move on our merry way, I feel like we'd all be okay with that. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Um, Shannon, your thoughts, first of all, on the verdict in terms of uh, what it means for Marvel and um, the, the swiftness with which Marvel made their decision here. Did it surprise you that they were so willing to make the move here? Because you imagine Jonathan Majors might have some legal recourses here, maybe possibly some lawsuits or legal ramifications or measures that he can take here to maybe counter these decisions. What did you think about all this and, and, and what's your feelings overall about it? I would think those Disney contracts are pretty ironclad. <laughs> they yeah, have, they have all of all of their bases covered in the event that they do have to replace an actor or get rid of an actor for for whatever reason. Yeah, um, in terms of the speed that they that they made that announcement, yeah, that I I, I agree with Vogel. I mean, I think that's it's like you know having a having a uh, announcement of uh, a, a celebrity's death when they're, you know, when they're very, very old and, and, you know, on, on the way out, like they've got that, they've got that article ready. So the moment that the announcement is made, they can, they're the ones who can put out the first, the first thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see because looking at some of the reception that the more recent entries in phase five have had and, what some folks I have read, like this is not my interpretation, yeah, yeah. Um, but what some folks have described as a lukewarm response to Kang, mm -hmm. that even if like as they were kind of creatively rejiggering things, mm -hmm. um, if they were like, maybe maybe getting away from Kang is the best way. The way Loki season two ended, um, we don't actually have to go back to him if we don't need to. I think it probably would have pr looked pretty bad. Um, it it would have been bad optics if someone is uh, found innocent and they're like, yeah, we're still getting ready. <laughs> uh, just because there's, you know, there's kind of uh, there, there's a, there's a public stink around you just because you were, you were, were in the courtroom for this. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, yep, yeah, he, he, he was found guilty of two misdemeanors. Um, Marvel is, Marvel is moving on. Um, in terms of where they go, I don't know. I mean, looking at the movies that are coming out, yeah, you you start to kind of practically think where outside of Kang Dynasty, obviously, which I hear they're not calling that anymore. It, it is yeah, being no, to as Avengers Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
how many of those movies was Kang supposed to have a significant presence? Um, there's nothing in it to me that is screaming like this is where Kang would have been. This is where Kang would have popped up. Yeah. Um, so maybe the the uh, again the rejiggering is could be a little smoother than we think. I don't know. I mean, the amount of things that they've potentially had to change as a result mm. of the strike, as a result of the audience not really showing up for their last, you know, uh, uh, some of their more recent entries. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm kind of getting away from the recasting that maybe it's best just to leave this character in the past and let's just yeah. move forward. I, th- I think that's... It, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say... Uh, we're in a different place than we were months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if we'd be in a very different conversation, not just just in terms of like where Marvel's going to go, we'd be in a very different conversation if uh, Multiverse of Madness was a banger. We all love Thor: Love and Thunder. Quantum Manium absolutely killed it, and then the Marvels was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe they did this!" Like, if we had been on a track where we were like, "They are nailing it." Yeah. This is just amazing. I fucking love the multiverse. Oh no, what are they going to do? That would be one thing. But right. because we just happen to be in this moment in time when Marvel is pretty openly, Marvel's like, we got to go fix some shit. And Bob Iger pretty openly is like, yeah. my number one thing to do right now is to help Marvel fix their shit. And everyone is pretty openly being like, we all know that Marvel's not great right now. And it needs to go fix its shit. So the villain that you had not working in the moment when you've pushed all of your movies except for Deadpool 3 out a year anyway, it kind of is the perfect time to go, okay, no more Kang. But in addition, let's clean up everything. The multiverse got a little messy, guys. So let's just, Kang is a multiversal kind of villain. Time travel's messy anyways. Maybe we just pull back on all of this, say that Loki and the TVA handled it, and go from there. And I think everyone will kind of go, all right, yeah, we're, we're kind of happy that you did this. So I think they, they know that the audience isn't fully there with them, like Shannon said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the idea of recasting Kang right now is a little bit less appealing than it was three months ago, four months ago, whenever, whenever, this, whenever this announcement first came out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I tweeted out last night, and um, fly, and uh, kind of clarify a little bit more of the follow up tweet is that I, I think for me, I don't think we're going to see recast Kang at all because it doesn't make sense. There's a negative connotation around the man's around the character's name now. It's inextricably attached attached to Jonathan Majors, and whatever your feeling is, and of course you're allowed to feel like maybe he was railroaded, maybe this is yet a black man being done dirty by the justice system. Whatever your feelings are, the verdict is the verdict, and so that allowed Disney to take this step to let uh, Jonathan Majors go. I do think it was the right move for a number of reasons. Uh, and so it was the right, and in, in, in a way, and I don't want to say this to undercut an, another person's humanity, in another way, for this franchise and this company, it, it was a blessing in disguise. Now, because there's not another movie until 2025, now you've just got Deadpool 3 next year, and I mean that, not another like big old MCU movie, it's 2020, uh, to next year, 2024, we'll get Deadpool 3. That'll be fun. But people were saying like, well, you're going to be shoving in Dr. Doom. I don't want him this way. I don't give a shit how we do it as long as we do it well. Whatever the circumstances are, it doesn't matter. Because sometimes, you know what? A fighter gets called with three weeks uh, before a fight because another fighter drives up. They come out and they win the title. It can happen. 
So they've got time to figure out and map out a strategy of how to work Dr. Doom. If they're going to pivot to Dr. Doom and move away from Kang, they've got time to make that decision and make that move. You can do post-credit scenes in those four movies in 2025 that kind of tease Dr. Doom coming, tease the Fantastic Four coming, and then in 2026, you've got the Fantastic Four movie. And from what I'm hearing from Jeff, Doom is not going to be the big main villain in, in the Fantastic Four movie as it's pitched right now. That could change, but you've got time. People say you're rushing. You're not rushing when you have two years, three years to figure out how to really bring this character fully onto screen and give them a full-on storyline. There's going, there's time. So, yeah, I think the recasting is not a place they want to go. As Michael said, pulling back, resetting, readjusting, relooking at everything, and then mapping out a new way forward is the way to go here. But there are quite a few people, gentlemen, I got any thoughts on this. There are quite a few people who think, and I saw new rock stars post this, recasting is possible. MCU has recast multiple times. They've cast two of their big villains. Thanos was recast. Hugo Weaving was recast as Red Skull. We've seen, of course, with Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle. We've seen Gemma Chan play multiple roles in the MCU. So we've seen recasting in the past. Do you think that they have so much mapped out with Kang? Because the rumor was he was the big baddie that was going to lead us in Secret Wars. Do you think they have so much mapped out here that it would uh, behoove them to recast? I think, <clears throat> how do I say this? I think if they really want to recast, they can. Like mm -hmm. I think I think if they came out tomorrow uh and said I'm trying to think of um the rumors were know, Will Smith today. The rumors were Will Smith. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean they were. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, John Boyega was thrown out there. Coleman Domingo has been thrown out there. There are quite a lot of people have been thrown I would out say there. I would say, you know what I would say? Um and I know he's currently set for something else in the MCU that mm. may or may not happen, but Yahya Abdul-Mahin, like, yeah. I like I think that's an actor of a level of stature and, and a level of talent mm. that if he came in and all of a sudden was Kang, I'd be like, yeah, fuck, you just put another fucking banger in there. Like, he's amazing. But the point is, there are people out there that could play Kang. Jonathan sure. Majors, and we said this from day one, like, personal life, personality, who he is as a person, I don't know, I've never met him. We all can agree that he is a talented individual, yeah. um, but there are other people that can step in and play Kang and do amazing things with him, if that is the road they wanna go down. And if they came out and said, we have a plan, we're sticking with it, this is still what we're doing, okay. Here's the thing though, <laughs> Secret Wars, and Shannon has said this, and I've said this, we've talked about this multiple times, the Secret Wars story, the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars story, which is the more recent one that they are most likely going to base a significant chunk of this story around, mm -hmm. is Doctor Doom-centric. Yeah. Doctor Doom plays a major role in it. Doctor Strange plays a major role in it. Reed Richards, Sue Storm play major roles in it. Yeah. Um, T'Challa plays a major role in it, but T'Challa's son arguably could fulfill some of that. Like the pieces for just kind of taking the secret wars that is sitting there in the comic right for the taking are all right there. And it's very doom stepping in and doing it to the point that I wouldn't even have been surprised if the original plan had been the Kang dynasty was going to be about Kangs and the, and the, mm -hmm. all of the Kangs doing their thing and secret wars was still going to be Dr. Doom. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like 
if they really wanted to recast, I think they could. I think fans would go with them on that and we would see where it goes. But it just feels like Doom is the way. It just feels like there's a stronger story in that direction. And for the people that are like, I don't want Doom this way, you're going to rush it. A, I would just tell you, go read Secret Wars. And when you get done with it, you're going to be like, yeah, okay. But two, let's just take a little DeLorean back in time a bit. Thanos was in the post-credit sequence of Avengers. Right, right. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy for, I'm going to say seven minutes, and that's yeah. being... Uh, generous. Yeah. Generous. Liberal. <laughs> I'm being liberal with my seven minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then he shows up literally uh, at the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah. And Age of Ultron. And, he pops up in Age of Ultron. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Does he, does he pop up in Age of Ultron? for like 20 seconds and I'm being liberal with my 20 seconds. <laughs> All right. Fair. So I think, but so my point is yeah. even if doom is not the main villain in fantastic four, even if Victor is sort of introduced there, like you have, you have the runway to give Victor Von doom just as much time oh, yeah. as Thanos had prior to Kang dynasty and secret war. And when you're like, Hey guys, we have, two major movies coming out that are going to be a year apart that are going to equal about six hours of time you don't get to say you're rushing that villain yeah like yeah. they did right by thanos thanos is still to this day one of the best villains in the mcu and that is 95 percent due to infinity war and uh endgame yeah and so giving doom a little bit of runway and then letting him run with it uh and again, I'm saying a lot of this because I've read Secret Wars pretty recently, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good story. So I just think with, with all the things going on, if I were a Marvel executive and I was going to that Palm Springs retreat that they <laughs> went to several months ago yeah. to go like figure their shit out, I would be holding up the Secret Wars comics and being like, guys, we don't really have to figure this out. It's been figured out. It's right here. Let's just do this. Yeah, Shannon, and I would argue that you have to do less work to get Doctor Doom over because we've already seen Doctor Doom in two separate Fantastic Four franchises. We certainly grew up with Doctor Doom, and for a certain of us, many of us of a certain age, with Doctor Doom being a villain in that Fantastic Four animated series. So, and he's been known, Doctor Doom, for the most part in the mainstream. People know that, like they know the Fantastic Four, that Doctor Doom is the main villain. So you don't do you don't have to do as much legwork to introduce Kang and show Kang and who Kang is and all this or even Thanos because this is already a well-known character. So you could argue that they don't need as long of a runway to set up Doctor Doom so that he could get over because most of the people talking about it because they already know Doctor Doom, so they don't need to have a big build up or a big backstory or anything like that. You go and do it, great. I'm in. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, in terms of the recasting, I mean, I, I think Vogel put it pretty, pretty clearly. Like, mm. if if they want to make this happen, yeah, they can, they can make sure. it happen. There are there are plenty, plenty of talented actors out there that would love a shot at something like this. Mm. Even though you are taking over a a con a, a role originated by a controversial actor, um, right. So I do, I do think, uh, I know, I know, I think you disagree with me there, Johnny, but I mean, I do think there are actors out there that, that would relish, relish this shot. But again, I mean, I just kind of scrolled through like the, the MCU films that we have coming over the next few years. And, and obviously not everything, not everything has been announced, but 
just a cursory look at this. Or going to come out. Well, yeah, zing. (laughs) Fair, fair point. Um, But just a cursory look at that list. And it's like, I don't see where Kang is. I I would not be able to guess where Kang's next appearance was Mm. outside of Kang Dynasty. Um, And and I do agree with you. I mean, despite uh, the quality of some of those Fantastic Four movies, I know some people of a certain age probably have an affection for those Tim Story movies. Um, The the character is is more well-known than Thanos or Kang was. So yeah, you don't need, you don't need as much runway. And my guess, and this is just speculation on my part, um, at the end of Secret Wars, um, Dr. Doom's not doing a Thanos. I, my guess is Dr. Doom's going to be, going to be staying around for, for a while. Even if he concludes phase six, my guess is he's going into phase seven. For those of you folks, like we won't get into spoilers here if you haven't read Secret Wars, but this was also, uh, Vogel and I had a conversation many, many months ago, which I think we already talked about. Um, in Secret Wars, there's a character called Molecule Man. And it seemed it would be a very easy fit to have Kang play that role. But looking at how Loki season two ended, it's like, actually, Loki yeah. could play that role if they decide to go with yeah. that. I mean, as we know, they they adapt things the way they want to adapt them. Um, but I but I do agree with you, Johnny. I mean, I don't think you need as much one way to introduce Doctor Doom. Um, and, and a lot of it is going to come down to who you cast. And thus far, the the casting of their big villains, you're, we're thinking the Lokis, we're thinking the Thanoses, um, we're thinking the Kangs, um, because despite his personal issues, Jonathan Majors is a talented actor. Um, they're they're gonna get they're gonna get the right person for this role, and with the right person in that role, we will we will move forward. We will not need to look yeah. back. And nothing says that we can't take a break, Michael. Like from the Kang character, establish the Doom character, and then if you were to recast Kang, enough time has passed from the conviction, from the drama, and you've maybe made a couple of films or three films that people are excited back about Marvel Universe again, you've got the Doom train rolling, that you could bring an actor to play Kang, explain it in some way, and be part of the Doom-Kang thing situation here with Secret Wars. That could be possible down the road because we know time heals all wounds. It's true, but let me tell you why they don't need to. (laughs) Um, They're going to get through Secret Wars. They are going to introduce Victor Von Doom. And if Kevin Feige is actually paying attention, they're probably going to do with Victor Von Doom the same thing they did with the Vulture, with mm. Michael Keaton, and a bunch right. of other characters. And they're going to get Victor Von Doom right in the movie. Or, or, and I'll even say uh, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. Like, looking right. at Willem Dafoe in No Way Home versus Willem Dafoe in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Like, Marvel has a track record of, like, we're going to take villains that got done dirty mm. and do them right. And they're going to do that with Victor Von Doom. And then as soon as Secret Wars is done, they get all of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Right. And all of a sudden, Magneto's your big bad. You got Mr. Sinister. Like, you got Omega Red. Like, when you start, when you bring in the bad guys in the X-Men universe, it's like, yep. guys, put Kang back on the bench. We don't need him. <laughs> We've got about 20 years of villains if we need. Like, they're good. Like, they're Coach? totally set. So, Coach, I'm ready. It's Coach. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Kang, <laughs> Kang is getting everybody water. Like, he's done. Like, he doesn't... He's good. Like they don't need him anymore. So I think that right now, like, I think that 
the idea of the way, I mean, look, when you think back to when Jonathan Majors showed up as he who remains at yeah. the end of Loki season one and how exciting that idea was, that was great. And oh, Kang, and this is going to be so cool. And there's the multiverse and whatever. And then we all got real, real confused and real frustrated with the multiverse. And then all this Jonathan Majors stuff happened. And like, then Quantum Mania came out. And we're just in a place now where it's like, additionally, like, this is Victor Von Doom's time, time to shine mm -hmm. for the exact reason that I said, like, as soon as we get past Secret Wars and Magneto and all of these other X-Men characters come in, it's like, it's a crowded room and Victor Von Doom kind of gets shoved to the back again. Like, this is Doom's moment. And I think it just feels in my gut like this, this is the, the, the universe is like, do it. Mm. This, is like, yeah. this is my moment. This is the moment. Here's my real question. Cool. And I want to know what you guys think. Like, okay. we're talking a lot about what Marvel is going to do and what they should mm. do and what they might do. But given where Marvel's at and given all of the conversations that we've been having over the past several months, yeah. do you two think that Marvel is actually going to fix their universe? Like, do we, do, what, what do you think the percentage is? Like we talk about this and I think we all want it to be that. And Shannon has said this multiple times, like mm -hmm. that feeling of going to see infinity war, that feeling of seeing Endgame and the portal scene happening. Yeah. What percentage chance do you think there is of us actually getting there again? I really, would... realistically, okay. really Re not like, not, not like what you want in your heart, but like right. what you really think 50, 50. I really 50 /50? do. I, I think it's 50-50. And I'll tell you why. Because the bones of those first three phases are still there. Feige is still there. But what concerns me is you're bringing in the writer of Multiverse of Madness, which I didn't like to write both Secret Wars films. There's really a lot of rumors going on behind the scenes. You're going to bring Sam Raimi back to, to direct both of those films, which will make me shove my head through a wall. But I did hear that Marcus and McFeely have unofficially come back as advisors to the MCU. So that could help in kind of rectifying things. It's This is Feige's biggest test. You've been riding high, and it's great. You earned it. Well, now true champions get knocked down and find a way to come back. So you got knocked down. You took some hits the last few couple of years. It's been a rough time for Marvel. And I think Feige has the, the brains and the acumen and... There are people who are incredibly talented who will want to come in and give it all a breath of fresh air. But by the same token, clearly the audience is rejecting some of their decisions, some of their approaches. Need I show you the Marvel's box office? So they've got to really figure out what it is they want to say. And today it came out that the X-Men film is going to focus on the female X-Men heroes versus, I think, Majestic or something like that. And you're like, is that the path we want to walk down? So there's a lot of conversations in my mind that keep it balanced. It's 50-50. It could go either way right now in my mind uh, looking at it. Shan, what do you think? Uh, I am 40-60. <laughs> I am 40-60. Mm. I, 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 I want it to be 50-50. 40 that they won't. or 40, 40, that 40 that they will. Okay, 40 that they will. Yeah, so 60% chance they are not able to write the ship. Wow. Now, that is not to say that, that, that say that 60% happens. This is not a, this is an unmitigated garbage fire. We need to, we need to reboot the whole thing. 
it's that we are we could potentially be in store for a, a, a few more years of eh, Marvel until we get to the sort of, you know, the end of phase six and be like, all right, we're kind of getting to start over. Like we have finished the multiversal uh, uh, saga and now we get to go into the X saga, the mutant saga, whatever they want to call it. Um, but I hope I'm wrong because again, just looking at the movies that are here, it only takes one to get your audience back on board. True. And then they've got Cap 4, Thunderbolts, Fantastic Four, Blade. Eh. <laughs> um, and then it's supposed to be Avengers 5. Now, granted, other movies are going to be announced. Things are going to be slotted in. We'll probably get another Spider-Man movie in there. And Spider-Man has, has right. a pretty spotless track record in the MCU. But so it, it only takes one. Um, but I don't know if they, I don't know if they survive another, another bomb. I, you know, Mikey, before you go, I might have switched over to 46 as you read these titles. Can Captain America four is getting multiple scenes and uh, fight sequences reshot blade. We don't know what the hell's happening beyond Maharsha Ali saying, I'm really encouraged by where it's going. Uh, fantastic four. They haven't even yet even announced the cast. And are probably going to have to change the script completely from what they initially had. So, yeah, maybe 4060 now. Uh, what do you answer your own question, Michael? I I was as I was saying it, I was with Shannon. I was I, we're all at 4060. <laughs> we're all we're all at 4060. I might I almost went 3070, wow. but like I was like, all right, I'm not, but like, and it's just because I think. I think they're spiraling right now. Yeah. And I think they're so afraid of getting the audience back that they're going to make the wrong choices. We just talked about this on last week's Geek Buddies episode. We we're talking about Adam Driver's comments on the Star Wars movies. And Rise of Skywalker is the ultimate executives freaking out about what the fans think and overcorrecting and just trying to please everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I just they need to like sit down in a room and be like guys let's have that come to jesus moment what is actually good like yeah. captain america brave new world needs to be about go woke or go broke like it needs to be about everybody being like i don't want a black captain america i don't like this guy he's not steve rogers right like which is just the exact same thing in real life of people being like anthony mackie's not chris evans like they need to just like make that movie about the way that people react to people of color being cast in things like they they need to take what they sort of did a little bit in Falcon and Winter Soldier and yeah. just fucking go for it. You said they and need you're saying they need to lean in into instead of running away. In. Okay. They need to lean in. And like and right now when they're spiraling and everybody's freaking out and everyone's like how do we get the fans back? Leaning into a story like that is the exact opposite of what their instincts are going to be. Like they're yeah. not going to want to do it. They're going to be like, "Oh no, let's just it's a fun yeah. romp. It's a fun romp and Harrison Ford turns into Red Hulk and it'll be great." But like they need to lean in. Like they need to make that movie be about something. Like they need Captain America Brave New World to be a this is the state of comic book fandom. This is the state of the superhero universe and this is what we're saying about it. And then Thunderbolts, they need to give that movie to Florence Pugh. Like that needs to be Elena Belova's movie 100%. and they like just let her do what she does. Like she is so amazing. And I would even say let that movie be her versus Julia Louise Dreyfus. Take everything that people complained about 
about her as Val thus far, the sort of ha ha ha, and show us the real villain underneath and have those two go at it. And I think it could be fucking fireworks and then get Fantastic Four right. Do not make Victor Von Doom the main villain. Yeah. Introduce Victor there, but do the Thanos treatment. Just give him a little bit. Yeah. Maybe even have him and Reed work together. Maybe him and Reed and Sue are all super smart and save the day against Mole Man or Annihilus or whoever the fuck their villain is going to be. And that we actually like Victor and see some sparks between him and Sue and maybe like introduce a little bit of a love triangle. Like yeah. All the pieces are there if they do it right. Are they going to do all those pieces? I don't know. That's why I'm at a 40, 60, or even 30, 70. Like, wow. I, I I, see the path. Like, I see what they should do. Will they do it? I don't know. Maybe we get Bomb Voyage to come back from the Incredible. Um, you take your Joker. Give me Bomb Voyage. Um, Bonjour. <laughs> you should listen to your child. Uh, this one last question because we're at 30 minutes, we should r- wrap up. Uh, Michael, I, I, I'll go to you this on this one because you know, as I said, you've been in the halls of power, you've been in those conversations with executives. Marvel has taken quite a few black eyes over the last couple of years, and this is like the culmination, in my opinion, of the black of this having your main villain be convicted of assault and harassment of his girlfriend. Uh, of a of a physical nature, uh, not a sexual nature, physical nature, lower degree, totally misdemeanors, absolutely factor that in. But do what do does Marvel announce Fantastic Four like tomorrow? The cast and everything like that. Do they go after Ryan Gosling, which has been the big rumor that Jeff kind of put out on Hot Mike uh, that they go after Ryan Gosling to be Doctor Doom? Is this the way they counter? all the negative stuff because remember when whenever star wars has a negative story they come hey we got bad bash season two coming they, they find a way to kind of count do you think disney will end uh oh so marvel and extension with disney do this or do you think they'll kind of let this ride out over the holidays let people calm down about it and then next they start next year with a big announcement of their fantastic four maybe even do a live announcement where they march all the actors out what, what are your thoughts on this like, what would you do, I guess, if you were in charge? And I'll ask Shannon the same thing right after. Yeah. I, again, they will not do this. They, they will not do this. But <laughs> I would love it if they kind of came out with a statement that was like, I, like, I don't, I don't want them to sort of like just trot out the Fantastic Four. Like, I don't want, I don't want them to try and shiny object us. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't pay no attention <laughs> to that guy who was convicted behind the curtain. Look at all of this fun cast. It's Ryan Reynolds. He was Ken. You loved him as Ken. And now, like, like I just feel like that's a little bit of, like, it's just, like, hey, like, let's distract the fans. I would rather, it would be awesome if Kevin Feige, like, like this is, this is dumb. This won't, this is not exactly what it would be, but I almost want, like, the Kevin Feige fireside chat. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Interesting. I want Kevin Feige sitting by a fire, wearing his infinity gauntlet, just talking to us and being like, guys, I get it. The conversations you all are having are the exact same conversations we're having behind the scenes. And what I can tell you is we've taken a beat and we're thinking about some stuff. And we are not that far apart. What you guys feel right now out there is kind of what we're feeling in here. And we're going away. And we're thinking about some stuff over the holidays and we're coming back in 2024 and we are going to knock your fucking socks off and just, that's it. And that's all I want. 
I just want them to admit that they know what's wrong and then go away for like however many months. Like you can go away till Comic-Con at that point. Mm, true. Like let Deadpool 3 come out and then walk out at Comic-Con months after all of this stuff has settled and we're not thinking about Jonathan Majors anymore and go, guys, remember my fireside chat? <laughs> check this out and then knock our socks off. I think if they did it now, it just feels like a reaction. It feels like they're mm. scrambling to be like, oh no, it's cool guys. Right. And like, we all know it's not cool. We've been talking about how it's not cool for months. Every article in Hollywood Reporter and Daily Variety is telling us it's not cool. Like we all know it. Yeah. So just admit it's not cool, go fix your shit and then come back and talk to us when it's cool again. The problem is that during that fireside chat, Sam Remy would stumble in like the drunk drunk uncle and say inappropriate <laughs> stuff while the fireside chat's going on. Oh no, <laughs> Sam, get out! Of here. Uh, what, what would you do, Shannon, if you were uh, in charge of Disney in this in this moment? Would you kind of walk the same path Michael's pitching, or would you do? Oh yeah. Do something else? yeah, I I would go I would go radio silent as as long as I could because. Uh, IMDb says Fantastic Four is scheduled to come out in May of 25. I don't know if that's accurate, yeah. um, but I'm guessing if that is what they're saying right now, it ain't going to happen. Like that, right. They're going to push that movie. Yeah. Um, and my guess is we don't meet the Fantastic Four until Comic-Con. Uh, that that they will push the date either into either into the holiday 2025 or first part of 26 and we we do not we we will not find out who those who's playing these roles until next july that's that's my guess there's been way too much speculation by this point i don't know if you can hold off till july but both of you i appreciate i appreciate your instincts but if i was running disney i would absolutely do what michael tell me not to do which is to bring out my shiny new christmas ornaments uh and put them on the tree yeah what go ahead mike Oh, no, no. I knew what you were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Pascal! <laughs> you know, absolutely. March them right on out, pay them fucking whatever they want to do this appearance and kind of do this thing. But, I, you know, but of course, it, it would look bad because there are some fans who believe that Majors has been railroaded in this situation. They do believe an injustice has been done to him. And I and I, I guess and I wonder how much Marvel is worried about that. And so you're probably right. The smarter move is to let this blow over, wait, let it die down, wait for a few months, and then have a conversation or do an announcement or do a fireside chat, which I think is a great idea. Um, uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see at the end uh, what they end up doing. Maybe in the new year. Maybe somewhere in the middle. Maybe in the new year. Yeah. They'll do something like in February, or March, to get people excited. I mean, right around. Yeah. February. Realistically, I don't yeah. think. I don't think. I. I think it would be cool if they waited till July. I don't think they will. I do yeah. think realistically we're going to get in in 2024. Like, look, we're about to get, uh, and, and these will probably be geek bites. We'll decide off screen, right. but like, uh, starting on Friday, we're going to start getting a what if episode yes. every day for nine days. Ooh. So we're going to get some what if episodes. I think they're going to be good. I think we're all going to feel really good about them and it's going to make us, yeah. it's going to tickle that Marvel fan itch that we love so much. And we're going to get those that'll get us into the new year we got echo coming out in january yeah. and then after echo there's a very big gap so i think in that space we're gonna get some marvel news there will be some announcements about hey guys look what's happening so you just commit i to think 
to, to daily geek, geek bites uh, reviews of each of the episodes? Did you just commit to that? I don't know. I, I said it would be discussed by <laughs> things, I think. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, but I think that, I think that there's um, between the casting of Fantastic Four, which we've been literally waiting for <laughs> for two and a half years, yeah. and uh, announcements about Spider-Man 4, uh-huh. I think that there's a lot that they can sort of fill that gap till Comic-Con with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Shannon, any final words on I all just, of this? As we I just want to see Johnny's version of the Feige fireside <gasps> chat where he's just like, here's the Fantastic Four. And you know what? Do it with a live crowd. Who wants to play Logan? You want to be Logan? Come on up here. Everybody gets to be an X-Men. You get a, you get a mutant. You get a mutant. You get a mutant. You've heard of the Council of Kanks. Here's my Council of Fantastic Four. <laughs> everybody in four shirts would be awesome, for God's sakes. Do it at the fucking, do it at the big stadium at SoFi. Um, all right, or no, do it at the Sphere. Holy shit. The Sphere would be perfect for my madness to introduce the Fantastic Four. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, th- this has been an episode of the Geek Bites. We thought because of timing of this that it'd be good to have this conversation. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and uh, got some more thoughts out of all of this and uh, looked at it from some different perspectives. Uh, and thank you all so much for watching. Shannon, what do we have to tell? I was going to say, one, this is not a geek bite. This is a geek chomp. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, we, we, we had an idea of what this was going to be, and it yeah, went yeah, a yeah. lot longer. <laughs> but if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies. On Instagram, uh, the at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram shannon the geek buddy are winner are we gonna find out who the fantastic four are in a few months maybe before july like vogel says you can follow him at mk tune have they already announced the fantastic four and your internet connection's down and <laughs> follow johnny roca at the roca says there you go you're right I and mean, you know what some meals you just have to save her for a little bit longer. Uh, Michael, <laughs> this is like, this isn't an afternoon geek bite. This is a, you got home from the bars at 1145 geek <laughs> bite and you ate more than you thought you were going to eat geek bite. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but look, if you like this geek bite uh, and you like geek buddies, go ahead and uh, hit that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Leave your comments below. What do you think? Should they recast Kang? Yeah. Should they go in the doom direction? Should they do something totally different? Should Mole Man be the big man like let us let let us know below what you think in the comments if you're listening to us on a podcast uh leave us some stars leave us some comments so we go up in the rankings and more people can find us and the best thing that you all can do is retweet this video post it on your social send it to your friends and tell them to hang out with your buddies the geek buddies there you go all right well thank you all so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time don't forget our uh, main show is coming up later on this week but we will talk to you next time in the future with another brand new episode here of the Geek Bites. Peace until then. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.